Thank you very much for your company once again. I'm Andrew McCarthy-Wood. I am up in Toowoomba. We drove up early this morning. As you know, we quite often uh, chat with Daryl Nicholson. He's uh, known as a Toowoomba advocate, also uh, likes to get out there and talk about uh, some of the other regions, being Warwick and Stanthorpe and all of those sort of places. Uh, there's a really good reason as to why we're in Toowoomba, uh, the Toowoomba Sports Club. Now, we have a special guest, Daryl. This is this is odd. I'm actually looking at you. We normally we're on the phone. Normally we're on the phone, but yeah, we're face face. Thank you for coming up to the beautiful Garden City, by the way. So Thank really you for having it. us. Look, yeah. I know we're going to have a chat with uh, Karen Evan. She's mm-hmm. a general manager of the Toowoomba uh, Sports Club. Yep. But I've just got to mention, uh, it was an early morning that we jumped into the car, yep. had it out from the Moreton Bay region. Uh, we were just talking about it before we hit record, but up through Woodford, uh, mm-hmm. Kilcoy, uh, Tugulua, all of those places. Mm-hmm. And they're really, it's its really obvious. There is no question about it. You can see that the uh, dry weather's taking its toll. And as we're talking about with Kilcoy, uh, we've seen a very, very green. Uh, when it rains, it just becomes awesome, really green. And then usually when it's dry, it just comes off that green. But mm-hmm. now it's almost turning into a desert, to come up into Toowoomba and see the effort that has been taken. We know that it hasn't been raining in Toowoomba because I see your posts regularly. You're calling for rain, calling for people to get out there and rain dance and all of those sort of things. But the main street, Ruthven Street, and the other streets back from it, the pride and the effort that has been put into this place is amazing, isn't it? Well, that's what I was saying to you. Like, I walk home at two or three o'clock in the morning, the street sweepers are out. I've lived at Prince Henry Heights. They send up a street sweeper there once a week, once a fortnight. There is a lot of pride here with our city and the Toowoomba Regional Council do a great job maintaining the parks and gardens and the streets around Toowoomba. It's absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. And that pride, it goes into the businesses and that's part of the reason why we're here at the mm-hmm. Toowoomba Sports Club. There's substantial investment mm-hmm. underway when it comes to the sports club mm-hmm. and um, we do have Karen Evan with us. Karen, how are you? Good morning. Thank you, Andrew. I'm well. Well, I know Daryl's got a heap of questions for you uh, and we've talked about the uh, uh, Toowoomba Sports Club quite a bit. Uh, because we have a bit to do with different clubs around the place. Yes. And what we tend to find with clubs, we want to get in and talk about the renovations and some of the other things. And I know Daryl wants to have a chat with you about some of the history around the club. Um, but I just want to jump in if I can, Daryl, mm-hmm. um, just a bit yeah, of indulgence and find out uh, what it is, some of the things that the club does for the community. Mm, sure. So <clears throat> a great history here, Andrew. Five sporting associations started Toowoomba Sports Club back wow. in, look now, hopefully I'll get this right, 1990, let's yeah. say, 1990, uh, trading in 1992, but in 1990 they started to establish the club. So five sporting groups got together, come up with the concept, let's start a licensed premise, and that licensed premise can then return in, in coming years money back to fund our sports. So we have rugby league, basketball and hockey. So we're quite unique. We don't have any sporting fields attached. Yeah. But we're here to provide money back to those sporting groups. Yeah, and you know Patchy, we're Kelvin Patch. He's the secretary Patchy. manager of uh, yeah the Cavulture Sports Club. Yes. We're talking about him uh, just recently, and that's why it got my curiosity because they've got a similar model, and uh, that's one of the things that there are quite often conversations around. You know, the sports club might look you know shiny and well invested, which it needs to be, so that you have patronage, but. 
It's the stuff that quite often goes unrecognised and unrealised that the, the club is actually doing something very, very important for the community. So, um, I don't know, do we want to find out a little bit more about that, about maybe some of the benefits that those clubs have, the subsidiaries have enjoyed because they've got a club here that mm, supports and them. And I agree, it's a tricky one. When yeah. you have a golf club, you see the golf course, it's very obvious. Or you yeah. have a bowling club, you see the bowling greens. But a, a sports club, Toowoomba Sports Club, without that... Um, field attached. The identity's been a little bit lost, I guess, as to what we actually do. So it's tricky. It's been tricky to get the message out that the money um, here goes back. Well, lots of money goes back. Not all, of course. Lots gets reinvested, as we're going to talk about, back into refurbishment and for our members. But a lot of cash goes out every year to keep sport happening in Toowoomba. And that, when you talk about how many people that impacts, we're talking, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people, potentially. We've got five sporting affiliate clubs three rugby league, a basketball and a hockey. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many members they have, but I'm going to go, it's tens of thousands of people. Then all of the families, all of the benefits of them participating in sport. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? Correct. Uh, Daryl, you used a term just before we started recording, Mm -hmm. involved. Involved. And look, I went to the Safer Toowoomba Regional Partnerships meeting. I saw Cole from Teen Challenge last week and he said... I said, oh, how have you been, Cole? He goes, I'm not going to use the word busy, but I've been involved in the community. And I thought, that's great. And that's the theme I want to bring forward in this podcast today is involvement because Karen's um, really taken the staff, the management and the members now on a journey in the redevelopment because this club originally was in the old Coronet Theatre, which is the car park. And I I was telling you earlier, (laughs) I saw Greece in that Coronet Theatre when I was 14 and um, I lived out at Borneo Barracks. Now that Coronet Theatre's gone... Um, good memories there. The car park's there. The club was open here. Pokies were upstairs. I remember that. I joined in 2013. No, 2003 I joined. Pokies were upstairs. They moved, moved the transition downstairs. The sports bar moved and uh, it is what it is today. And a member said to me the other day, she goes, oh, I got thrown. I came in here. I had to go upstairs. <laughs> and why are you renovating? I said, well, we've got to because we, we're com- not only competing with the golf club in, the, in this um, club Glenvale, we're competing against... QIDC with Grand Central now because of restaurants, they've got food available all day. And this member, she's like, oh, I don't really see why you're doing it. The club's perfectly great. And and that's fine. That's her perspective. But um, we're really on an exciting journey. So the involvement, Karen, I do want to thank you. You've had staff meetings. We've all been in staff meetings here. Management, uh, the committee, the Raiders, because I want to dispel the myth. A lot of people think the Raiders own the club. It's the members that own the club. So the Raiders are involved. And of course, the committee. So Karen, tell us, why are we renovating? Why is the sports club renovating? <laughs> so can I can I give you a little bit of history? Just, Absolutely, just go for it. Straight. And it is a little bit complex, a bit of yep. a complex story, and I'll try and keep it um, as simple as I can. So I did start here in 2002, and it was a beautiful-looking club, brand new. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're looking at around about, you know, 20 years now since it's been uh, built, and it was three old buildings here. They took three historic buildings, they gutted them, and they made this beautiful clubhouse. And then behind us, as you um, remember, Daryl, the mm-hmm. theatre was there behind us. And the theatre was the function room. So they added that um, to the building. So we've got a little bit of a walkway across now to what's our car park now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hangs over the laneway behind us. We've got a lease over that laneway as well. So it's very complex. So five lots of land, effectively, that made up the club. This club was built beautiful. But unfortunately, they spent a lot of money and they didn't quite achieve the, the trading results that they, yep. they thought they would. So... It fell into receivership, and that's where um, my journey started here, I guess, in 2002, because I work for, and I still work for the Canberra Raiders group. Yeah, right. Yep. Who, um, 
effectively the easiest way for me to explain it is yeah. that they are the bank. Yep. So they came along, they funded um, the club when, when a bank wouldn't, a traditional bank wouldn't because of the debt level. So the Raiders come along, they were the bank, but the bank insisted on having their own manager in place yep. uh, to help the club trade. And if I can jump in here, um, Queensland has quite um, stringent and technical regulations around who can own clubs when it comes to licensing for gaming and all of those sort of things. So it's a management agreement as such, isn't it? That's right. So yeah. those five affiliate clubs that we spoke about that started still receive the benefit and our members here own the club. Which, at the end of the day, if there wasn't such an arrangement and probably some of those hoops, which can be frustrating at times, but it then means that... Um, those subsidiaries don't lose the benefit of having that primary club about, right? That's correct. So that constitution that was formed way back in 1990, we still work by that constitution. Isn't that great? So mm-hmm. money goes back yep. to the members here, yep. money goes back to the clubs here. However, there is in the background the Raiders agreement, there's a management agreement mm-hmm. that we manage the club on their behalf Yep. and also now there is a, land le- a landlord agreement so that they lease. Yep. We lease the building from the Raiders. So the Raiders own the building. Mm-hmm. So the landlord and there's a management agreement. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Totally get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the same, and it's not unusual, just to put some context around it. That's actually happened a lot through Queensland. And mm-hmm. one that comes to my mind straight away is the uh, Caboolture RSL has that same arrangement with the Caboolture Sports Club. We'll talk about Patchy. Um, and I know that there are other clubs where they've done the same sort of thing. So there's protection mechanisms to keep clubs very community-based, yep. but then there's also mechanisms for them to be able to move forward out of, uh, you know, times where trading does become difficult. And, Daryl, we've talked about this. This, mm-hmm. this happens in communities, doesn't it, where you know, an area of the town might be bustling, but then something changes and it shifts it from underneath you. Uh, It's good that you can actually have mechanisms that you can move forward. So, moving forward to now, there's a reinvestment in this facility. There's a massive reinvestment. Mm. And it is a shared investment, um, reinvestment as well, I'll say that. And I'll um, give the Raiders a little pat on the back for being awesome landlords because they are contributing a lot more money mm-hmm. than a regular landlord would. So they've got this club's benefit at heart too. They're kind of going, you know what, we're going to back you in as well because we're, we're long-term partners. Um, even though we're landlords, we're also a long-term partner. We see a partnership here with you and we want a long-term commitment to the place too. So we're going to throw a fair bit in. So they're contributing. Oh, I can't give up the money, mm. of course. No, that's okay. A significant sum, yeah. let's say that, into this refurbishment too. So here we are and off we go. So 20 years, we're 20 years old, effectively, this building and we do need a lot of work done. Mm. So the member that said we don't need it done, Daryl, mm. that is fantastic feedback because it yeah. means we've done a really good job of keeping it look, looking presentable because it's not. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of things there. So mm-hmm. essentially, Daryl, what we're saying is that we like the Raiders except for when our teams are up against them, yeah? <laughs> oh, well, I am. No love lost in that moment. <laughs> I was born in Canberra. Karen reminded me that. She asked oh, me that no. at a state of origin time. So where were you born, Daryl? It's at Canberra. Well, you know, you've got to go for New South Wales and Canberra. So I'm always excited when they win. So again, coming back, Karen, that, that's a great answer to the question. We've got we've got to renovate, we've got to invest that money. We're not only competing against clubs, we are competing against the, the grand centrals of the world and um, other businesses out there. So it's business as usual for the next 10, 11, 12 months. 
So that's the message we want to get across to people. I think business is going to be unusual, not as <laughs> usual, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it will be fun, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But we are and going to it. trade. We're going yeah. to trade the whole way through this. And yes. actually, it'll be fun. It's something to embrace. And look, if you're a nosy person like I am, mm-hmm. this is the best time to come down, check the club out, have a meal, sit around. And we're, we're in the facility right yeah. now. We've had no problems as far as tables and all of that sort of yeah. stuff goes. The logistics of getting in and out, the um, accommodating uh, factors around that have been absolutely brilliant. We've been able to get the vehicle straight to the back door, which is awesome with this club that you have that uh, mechanism, get the gear in and all of that. But you can sit here and, and see this transition happening and probably the same as like what you said, Daryl, you know, you, you think back to when you're 13, 14, mm-hmm. your fond memories and there's been changes. This will be another, you know, moment where there's going to be some changes. So what are some of the exciting things that you've mm-hmm. got in the pipeline for this club? So I think the biggest one for us will be that we're going to try and get some outdoor space inside. So obviously we don't have, as we've already talked about, we don't have any outdoor space here. So it's always been a challenge for us competing with those places that have a beautiful outlook. We don't have that. We don't get to look over the beautiful green golf course or over the bowling green. So let's try and get the outdoor in. um, Just while you're talking about that, who keeps you – we noticed that when we drove up Ruffin Street, you've got the plants out on the veranda. Mm -hmm. Who keeps those green and healthy? Because they're awesome. Oh, look, you know what? I'll give him a wrap. Tony Hold is his (laughs) name and he has his own little plant business Mm -hmm. and he's a good fella and we've known him for lots of years and he comes in diligently weekly and waters and prunes and looks after them and he does a good job, doesn't he? They're beautiful. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so they do look great. But we want to get some outdoor in. We want to pull out some windows and... um, Make, I'm going to call them outdoor spaces. They can't, they can't be entirely outdoor, of course. We can't, yeah. We've got a two-level building, so we can't get rid of that slab in between the, um, the roof and, and the ground level. But we're going to pull out some windows and try and create these outdoor spaces with a bit of greenery and a, a bit of fresh air and some bifolding doors and whatnot. So we're going to have an outdoor cafe on the ground floor. Um, yeah, right. It's got outdoor space. So you'd be you able know, to get a coffee in that in the morning? Get a coffee, oh. come in a bit earlier, set yeah. up your laptop before work, you know, if you're wandering around the streets and you've got your, your uh, car park a kilometre away because there's a bit of a lack of parking in the CBD, but come early, yeah. get your car park in, in a shady street, walk down, have a coffee, set up your laptop, sit in the cafe for an hour or so before work and do a bit of work. And, um, Far out, that's starting to sound like the so, perfect morning. <laughs> yep, and even after the Empire Theatre, there's possibility of um, capturing that Empire Theatre market because there's really not a lot of places to get a coffee yeah, after right. a show at the Empire Theatre. And I think that's right, Daryl, particularly when you're a, uh, of a certain age mm-hmm. group like I am, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, yep. We get a bit particular about where we want to go late at night, you know, mm-hmm. so I think here you certainly can come back. We trade through till three in the morning and so mm-hmm. with that beautiful So you're cafe, saying if, you pick, if you're particular and you're picky, you need to head to the Toowoomba Sports Club. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, so I think you better sit down there and have a lovely glass yeah. of red and a chocolate brownie or something late at night. That'll be beautiful, Oh, that's sounding really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, Karen, the community and um, a lot of money goes back into the clubs and especially into the young – we're encouraging the young sports people to take part. And we've got some great sporting names like Nikki Hudson uh, was Toowoomba Hockey, um, uh, Angela uh, Skirving. Um, the names could just go on and on. But tell us about the contribution you put back into the five clubs, the money that goes back into – can I tell you about Nikki Hudson's yeah, abs yeah. first? Let me tell you that. Because <laughs> right. when I started working here, her mum, Jen Mott, yeah. um, was here. Actually, quite yeah, a few Jen. of Nikki's family members worked here when I started here in 2002. And one day Nick came in and her mum, Jen, introduced me to Nikki and said, this is Nikki. And I went, wow, I was a bit, you know, in awe of Nick. Yeah. And she said, 
feel her abs. Go on, feel her abs. <laughs> poor Nikki was very embarrassed. Just want to point out this is a G-rated podcast too, by the way. Yep. <laughs> so I gave Nick a little poke in the tummy and I said, oh my gosh, yeah, it's nothing that it. hard on me except my elbow, Nick. You know, like yeah. it was pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Daryl. The initial question. Yeah, um, <laughs> just under a quarter of a million dollars, I think the figure I saw on the screen is about 200,000. 200,000, yeah. I think. This year yeah. was 100,000 because yep. we're doing our refurbishment. We're being yep. a little conservative and holding on mm-hmm. to a little bit of cash just in case, just watching cash flow. Mm-hmm. But last year was 200000 and it's been around about that 200000 mark mm-hmm. each year for the past four or five years. Um, so we've been building that. The answer is we give as much as we can afford to give. You yeah, know? So absolutely. We are hoping that along with refurbishment and improvement to the club that um, along comes improved trading results, you know, so that these clubs get more money. That's um, ideally there's... And that's probably um, fairly similar to like company dividends, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You don't always give out all your cash flow in a dividend because you may be putting into something, which is in your case the renovations, which will then create more sustainable and larger dividends down the track. And sustainable is the word, isn't it? You know, we yeah. want to give to these clubs for as many years as we possibly can, you know, um, hopefully forever sort of thing, you know. So mm-hmm. we're going to make sure this business first and foremost yeah. thrives, moves forward, uh, improves its trading results, we can continue to give and build on that number if we can. That's um, that's a challenge, isn't it, you know, Absolutely, that we can look yeah. after everybody and give as most the most we can give, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Membership. Um, what do you get for your membership when you sign up here? Oh, heaps. Heaps, Andrew. We're members. Awesome. Full, full disclosure, yeah, we became members of it. We're, and we were surprised, like, um, it was very competitive. I can't remember exactly how much it was. It was like, yeah, five bucks or something for five years or something like that. And then we use it to reciprocate other places around Queensland. So it's, How fantastic. Yeah. And, and, of course, we accept reciprocal members. We love them yeah, coming yeah, in yeah. here. But for two bucks fifty, if you join up, there you go. there's a whole heap of benefit. And, you know, straight off the bat. Yeah. And the minute you walk in here, we have a $10 members menu. So straight away, if you're 250 you're purchasing meals for $10. So you're saving your money um, on that very first visit, you know. Members here, we try to look after our members and give them good reason to return. So we are effectively cutting margin, of course, to get members to come in and, and buy a $10 meal. But the idea is that you can come here three, four, five times a week if you want to for your $10, yeah. you know, as opposed to going to a fancy restaurant once and um, spending 50, 60 bucks on a meal, you know. So we want you to come. We want you to be involved, as Daryl says, and be part of the place and, and come regularly um, and really get on board with the whole idea of the club. That's awesome. We um, have talked about subsidiaries and the benefits that there are to those um, sporting subsidiaries, but you've also got uh, staff here, and Daryl's one of them. Uh, how many staff do you have? Like, what's the employment status of this place? So I think at the moment we're about 54 staff, Andrew, yep. but that does go up and down a little bit depending on the time of the year and um, how many people we need and who comes and goes. But around about the 50 mark is where we hover. Um, and I've got to say, that's pretty lean probably for a, uh, for a club this big, but we intentionally keep it quite lean because we try to look after um, yeah. our staff. I think a lot, of, a lot of our staff are here at 10 years plus. Some of our casuals are 20 years. I think mm-hmm. I could name Faye. Uh, yeah, there's a couple, Faye in the kitchen, Wendy yeah. that calls Bingo, they're 20 years. So they're casual staff members that have been here for 20 years, you know, longer than I've been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some permanents up around that 20-year mark as well and lots of permanents over 10 years. I think just last year we gave out some awards to staff who were greater than 10 years. And mm-hmm. It was probably, I don't know, let's go with 12, 13 staff members that are that greater than 10 years yeah. service. So... We keep the number lean. We try to look after people as well as we can possibly look after them. So lots of the casual staff are 
mothers who want that flexibility around their work that want to come in and work when the kids are in better sleep yeah, or right. when the kids are at school during the day. So they've been with us forever because it's flexible and they can do that, you know, so it's a good place to work. Yeah, yeah awesome. I want to do something a little bit different. Like mm. usually yeah, um, we would go to Karen and say, look, you know, you're the general manager. Make the case for why people should you know, come along here and have a good time. And I think you've probably done that anyway. But, um, Daryl, you're also the Toowoomba Advocate. You do work here. Mm. Mate, I think we might get you to do this one. All right, okay. You invite people, tell people why they should be travelling even from out the region to yep. Toowoomba and come and attend the um, Toowoomba Sports Club. Well, look, I know for a fact. I mean, the, the meals here, I, I spoke to the member for Toowoomba North, Trevor Watts, on his, um, he does tours around the region every fortnight on his speaker's corner. And he said, he said, I got home last night, it was, I saw him Saturday, or Friday night, and he said, the wife said, want to go out? And he goes, oh, I don't want to go and pay $26 for a steak, da, yep. da, And I said, Trevor, why don't you come to the sports club? Because we've got five chefs here, five or six chefs. They do everything from toasted sandwiches to steak, salmon and chicken. So we're talking, oh, wow. it's a very big range of a menu. So I think this is one of Toowoomba's best kept secrets. And I know you and Jody jump in the car and come to Toowoomba and Absolutely. eat. And you love the sticky date pudding, which I, <laughs> I'm hoping is still on the menu. <laughs> but um, yeah, Karen, the chefs, I mean, that is a, and we've talked about this, the great range that they can do from a toasted sandwich up to the, the, the $32 steak and that sort of thing. Tell us about the diversity of the mm. chefs that we've got here. And, and they are all chefs. Let me point that out chefs, first. Yeah. So we don't have, we, at the moment we don't even have any apprentice chefs. Yep. They're all qualified chefs. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. um, the wage bill in the kitchen is big, but we do that intentionally to try and uh, make sure that we provide a yep. quality product, you know. So food is a tricky one and the yeah. menu is diverse. Mm-hmm. So everything from the, the $5 toasted sandwich all the way through to, the, you know, like you say, the salmon uh, meal. And also on top of that, we have long trading hours. We, yeah. we start at nine in the morning mm-hmm. with our food and we go through to 9.30 at night with our food, you know. And, of course, with the renovation, I'm hoping that we take that through to, you know, midnight or, yeah. or beyond, perhaps. Yeah, and then um, you'll have the cafe um, options right, as well. exactly. Yeah. So, long hours of trade and a big selection of food. So, I think the idea for me is that anybody can come in here, a family can come in here with a five-year-old right through to grandma, and they can all pick what they want to have, and it's affordable, you know. Mm-hmm. So, not only can they all have what they want to have, they can afford to come in here and have it weekly. They can come mm-hmm. once a week, you know, it's not crazy pricing, you know. If they just want to have something small, they can have something small. There's plenty of kids' meals. There's plenty of members' $10 choices. It's a massive menu. There's a massive um, range of things. I think that's a big bonus. Like Daryl said, we're a good, uh, well-kept secret, I think, and I Mm -hmm. think it's a wonderful thing to be affordable and to have a big choice and long trading hours. Yep, exactly. And the other thing, Andrew, is um, sport. You can come here anytime. NRL on the big screen, AFL on the other screens. Um, basketball we've got so many screens around here and there'll be more screens and different seat different private areas that people can watch sport um entertainment i'm I'm sure that's going to be coming up on the agenda there poker machines bingo trivia wow um yeah it just goes on and on there's so many more things here to do so it's and the prices of the drinks i mean i've gone to other hotels and that sort of thing and you know paying five dollars five dollars seventy for a a schooner five dollars if you're a member for a carlton mid schooner versus Seven seven fifty somewhere else. I mean, wow, that that's great prices. So, and that's the benefits of membership. Yep, and again, it's intentional. It's an intentional thing to try and make sure that we look after yep. members, we get people involved in the club, we get that return visitation and that loyalty. So it's not about making a quick buck right here and now. It's no. about trying to get people involved and to hang in there with us and and stick with us and make it their place. You know, it's an interesting thing. A little bit of a sidetrack yeah. here, but. I have um, a friend who lives in Port Macquarie whose father oh, yeah, yeah. was a long-term director at a bowling club who is also a very clever man, a bank manager, and has lots of interesting perspective and points of view. And he once said to me, 
I love clubs, Karen, and the reason I love them is because they're a great leveller. A person from any background, from any economic sort of status, it doesn't matter what they have at home, you come to the club, you're all members for your two bucks fifty, and it's, a, it's an equaliser. It's everyone's club. doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you're from or yep. what you've got. And I love that. I love that yeah. about clubs. The fact that when you're in here, we're all members, we're all valuable. It doesn't matter what's happening at home or where you come from or what's going on. It doesn't matter. We're all members and we're all valuable and we're all in it together. Beautifully put. Um, I was just going to say, uh, one of the last things, uh, the renovations, when do you expect updates completed? Because you're going to have the Christmas in between, aren't you? We're going to have Christmas in between. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, isn't it, hey? Absolutely. So much fun. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> August is the answer at this point yeah. in time. And so, you know, it does move a little bit uh, depending on our schedule. But at this point in time, we're hoping for um, a finish around about August of 2020. But it's happening in stages. So people are going to see stages open up um, between now and August. So we've got all of these stages of work happening. In fact, we'll have some stages open in January. You know, we'll have little bits and pieces open mm-hmm. in January. So then we finish that stage, we move to the next stage and so forth. So um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to draw the curtain back and go, woohoo, here's a <laughs> brand new club. It's yeah. not going to quite happen like that. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, but people are going to see little parts of the club opening around them. But what you um, are saying is that for a very limited time, till August in fact, you can actually come down and see renovations being taken place and you can see some investment in Toowoomba and get involved in it and have a good meal at the same time. All of that. And in fact, you can take <laughs> part in the renovation. Just last week during bingo, we had all sorts of audio problems, you know, and yeah, our true. staff member handled it beautifully. You know, the microphone went out. She started to call out, it's okay, possums, hang in there and I'm going to yell out these numbers. And she called out the numbers manually which was quite physically straining for her. And at the end of it, when the audio came back on, they all cheered and yelled. And they were actually quite excited by the fact that something, you know, <laughs> something quite different crazy had happened. happened yeah. <laughs> there you go, Daryl. That's community, isn't it? That is. And that's what it's about. It's community. That's the sports club. And um, we certainly want the members and guests to get into the involvement. And the plans are all around the place. Um, there's architectural drawings. And um, we invite the members to ask questions and get involved. And some chal- Karen, I am going to miss that staircase, but some engineering challenges as well just very quickly um toowoomba is a land on swamp um tell us about the swamp underneath you know i'm learning i'm learning so much it's such an exciting process it truly is you know to sit there and listen (laughs) to the architects and the engineers well i hear you've got your own heart hat now i I have got my heart hat i have to learn a new hairstyle other than a bun here andrew because my hard hat doesn't fit too well on the bun but um yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. We've got this massive staircase. It's all concrete. It's yeah. about to come down uh, next week. We've got. Oh, wow. an, they wanted to bring in an eight-ton excavator, do you believe it, into the building mm-hmm. on this slab, but they can't because our slab won't cope with that. But they're bringing in a three-ton excavator, which I believe arrives this afternoon, and they're going to knock down these wow. stairs. So I think we're going to shake this city up. Yep. <laughs> yep. So if you want to see an excavator uh, in action, mm. come on down here. You can watch the renovations and you can have a good feed. Um, look, Karen Evan, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sharing everything that's been happening at the Toowoomba Sports Club. It's been absolutely fantastic. Hey, Daryl, mm-hmm. what's your tagline? Toowoomba 4350, more than just a postcode. It's all about community. <laughs>